Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Progressive Britain podcast for the second and final American Special Edition. Last weekend, just before the Harris and Pence debate, I got a chance to have a quick chat with Tiara Polite, the digital organiser for Our Future Florida. We spoke about the presidential and vice presidential debates, why this year is different to 2016, and what needs to happen in Florida. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Tiara. Thanks so much for coming on the Progressive Britain podcast. Hi, Frankie. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, just for our listeners' sake, so me and Tiara lived together for about six months um, in the middle of Finland in a massive forest. So I was quite thankful to do this uh, interview because I think it's going to be the one which I need the least amount of research to do because I know Tiara pretty pretty well, I'd say. Yes, I we studied in Finland in Uvascula, and me, an American who's never been out the country, I was thrown into like the North Pole. Like when I got off that plane, I was just like, "Why is it like negative five degrees Celsius?" I didn't even know what to do with myself. Yeah, I think you being from New York, me being from London, I think we had pretty pretty big culture shocks coming to Finland and so I was glad we had each other as roomies um, to sort of overcome those problems and we also sort of realized weirdly that we've both done similar campaigning jobs in the UK and the US um, which is really cool um, and so you've worked previously for Elizabeth Warren and your other campaigning roles Do you want to just t- tell us a bit about that? So back in 2016 was my first volunteer experience on a campaign I volunteered for Bernie Sanders from Vermont. And then after he dropped out the race, I backed Hillary Clinton. And then unfortunately, she lost back in 2016. So um, for this election cycle, I worked with Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) And unfortunately, she dropped out the campaign. So then I, and I worked for Elizabeth Warren in North Carolina, which is a swing state. So it's a very important state. And then when she dropped out, I graduated college in North Carolina. So then I moved to Florida and then I worked for the Joe Biden campaign down here in Florida. But 
I decided to leave the Joe Biden campaign and now I'm with For Our Future Florida because they have a permanent presence. So even after the election, they still push the progressive agenda, which I love. I hate the whole like just coming to an area, organizing during the election cycle and then just leaving. Like I just feel like I'm so passionate about these issues and we need a permanent presence. So I did For Our Future Florida now, but obviously I'm still supporting Joe Biden Harris because they are the ones pushing the uh, progressive agenda, but I'm a digital organizer because there's a pandemic going on and Florida is one of the deadliest states when it comes to COVID. So we're trying to just stay remote. So, which is perfect for me because I live on social media and I'm an organize digital organizer for the entire state of Florida. So there's a lot on my hands, but I'm definitely ready for it. Florida is the most important state in this election. I mean, Margins are usually less than 5% in every race. Like Andrew Gillum like lost by 0.4% um, as for governor. So Florida is like, they win by just thousands of votes. So it's really important to get people out there to vote. Because there's more registered to Democrats. It's just getting those registered Democrats to vote. So it's just I'm mobilizing people on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. I'm all over that bugging people. So, yes, that's what I'm doing right now. No, that's so cool. And, yeah, you've been on so many different campaigns. So it's it's good, I guess, to have that comparison to be able to draw out the best bits from each campaign and bring them together um, to try and win this election and get rid of Trump. And I think it's really interesting as well. You mentioned about... um, being there being present throughout throughout the whole the whole uh, election cycle not just in election times but you know in between elections as well and being really present in Florida and supporting different progressive causes um I think that's a really cool thing that um our future for Florida is doing now um how do you how do you find sort of transitioning between candidates um so you're on you're working for Warren and how does that sort of compare to Biden's campaign and do you find that difficult do you do you, do you feel like your loyalty loyalty still um line with Warren um it was it was interesting because first Warren like we were able to have face-to-face interactions with people we were able to knock on doors and stuff like that And it was just great because we just had like a different momentum because we're like, oh my God, we're that much closer to having the first woman president in the United States. So like that was really exciting for us. But then like, unfortunately, she dropped out the race and then like the pandemic happened. So we're like, okay, so how is this election even going to happen? Like this is so unique to have a presidential election during a global pandemic. And it's like, now we're not doing face-to-face interactions. So it was just so weird to, it's like, it's hard to stay motivated because you're not face-to-face with people. Like it's, it's such a different feeling being able to go out on the ground and, you know, meet people face-to-face and knock on doors and stuff. I do have a sort of loyalty to Warren, but we, but like in the Biden campaign, most of us have worked for different candidates back in the primary season. So you have people who worked for Pete Buttigieg and, and Beto and Bernie. So it's very diverse, but like, it's nice to see that no matter who we supported back then, we're all united for Biden right now. Cause we do understand that our democracy is at stake. And we, we've mended like how 
the previous campaigns worked, like even just like how they use their budgeting and stuff, their the work culture, like using proper pronouns for people, like we all um, brought that to this campaign. So it was nice. Yeah, I think I think that's a really important point as well about um, the changing nature of elections. I, I mean, yes, it's a pandemic, so th- this election is particularly different. But I think that um, we are changing to, to to have a more digital focused sort of strategy towards elections, or or at least we should be. And I think that was a major thing in in the twenty sixteen election um, uh, that Trump did particularly well in. And similar here in the UK, um, we had the the Brexit uh, campaign where where the Leave campaign really. Um, monetized on that on their digital front and that's possibly what won them um, the leave election to um, leave the European Union um, what do you think on that front of of digital digitalizing the campaign what do you think needs to happen um, in the Biden campaign between now and now November well digitalizing the campaign has really brought a lot of young people to the political arena because unfortunately a lot of like boomers, are not as tech savvy when it comes to social media. So it gives us like a lot of say that we're like, okay, we we were growing up on social media. We know how to use it. I definitely think the Biden campaign needs to do better with um, ads. But like Biden supporters, tend to, he tended to um, attract more of the older group. Like most of his supporters were like 40 and up. So... Now with like young people from like the Bernie Warren other candidates says now we're working under him. Um, we need to do more Spanish outreach. Like we need to do more ads in Spanish because I know Trump did a great job with that. He has ads in Spanish and he's able to tap into the Cuban demographic by like producing such fear of socialism. Like he's really like taking low blows and using people's vulnerability to their to his advantage as per se like Biden needs to do better with Spanish outreach definitely Mm, that's a really important point and I think something that um you know might be an outcome um of this pandemic and of this change in elections but definitely something that needs to be taken forward for future elections um for the Democrats um so what do you think are sort of the key messages that Biden's campaign need to get out between now and um voting closing November well Biden definitely needs to use the adventure that like he wasn't I know a lot of people like from Cuba Venezuela like they're from these socialist countries so they're like anytime they hear the word socialism they like freak out but I think Biden needs to tap into that he was never a far left candidate he's very moderate so he needs to use that to his advantage if he he emphasizes that that's why me and Candidates like Bernie and Warren differed. I'm not far left. I'm moderate. So I appeal to both people from the left and right side of the spectrum. He should use that to his advantage. Um, I think that would be the most beneficial way to tap into because he's using he's he's losing a lot of Spanish outreach just because of that. Especially Florida. Like Florida is he cannot win without Florida. And obviously, we know that Florida has the highest Cuban population. I mean, we're the third top state of like with the with the Hispanic population. So he needs to really um, do that. He needs to tap into like he his main message is like he's 
the hope candidate. He's the unity candidate. Like, obviously, racial tensions in America right now. Like, we've always had racial tensions, but right now it's at an all-time high, especially, like, with the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff. So I definitely think that Biden should tap into that. Like, I'm the hope can- Like, if you even see Trump's ads, it's, like, <laughs> so negative. Like, is as if he like puts out this message that if we don't vote for him, like the world is going to fall apart. Like he's the law and order candidate, but it's like, he puts clips of what's happening now. And I'm like, he's like, Oh, this would happen in Biden's America. I'm like, but this is happening under your leadership. So I don't understand how his ads are even like believable, but um, Biden is very hopeful. He's very positive. Like it's very integrated. He's like, I'm not what's going to lead America into a brighter future. Like, of course, like I'm, but he needs all of us to help him lead America in the right direction. While Trump is like, it's just me. Like I'm your Lord and savior type rhetoric, which is very, very dangerous. Yeah, I think as well. So you mentioned there about um, the Black Lives Matter protests and obviously um, they happen all around the world and in London and across the UK uh, where we are, Um, but to to much greater extent in the US. um, Do you think they they already shaped the election and the outcome of the election? Oh, yes. And especially since like this past debate with um, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, when the moderator asked for Donald Trump to verbally condemn white supremacy he it was just like he was so reluctant to do it and then when he finally said something he said proud boys stand back and stand by which was so dangerous because if anyone knows what proud boys are they're a very far right um group they have tight connections with white supremacist groups like the Ku Klux Klan and they have like this anti-white guilt agenda anti-muslim rhetoric anti-semitic like they're very (laughs) they're not these fine people so the fact that he said stand back and stand by with kind of like a smirk and wink on his face um that's very dangerous especially since like he's shown that like he's not afraid to use brutal force to even peaceful protesters he uses tear gas shoots rubber bullets at people so these like white supremacist groups really feel like they have nothing to lose like oh we have our president who's by our side so i definitely think that will mobilize people that okay even if i have never voted in my life this is the guy that i need to vote out so a lot of people have um thought about voting now because of that i mean my sister she's 33 and this is her first presidential election that she will ever vote in so and she's like okay like now this has opened my eyes especially with when rbg passed away like that opened people's eyes so yeah all of, like right now biden would have the momentum from yeah infrequent voters i hope you're right um and we see we've seen as well the polls um biden's way ahead uh, uh, in a lot of states and, and overall and do you think that we can we can really trust the polls. I mean, I've, I, in the in the twenty sixteen election, Clinton was ahead of the polls throughout mo- most of the election campaign. Um, so, do you think we we can take this as a win already, or do you think there's still work to be done? 
no, I never trust the polls. Like whenever I talk to voters who volunteer with me, I always tell them, do not believe the polls. We're going to act like we're losing. Like we're going to work as if we're losing right now because people get too lax when they feel too comfortable because I honestly don't think anyone thought Donald Trump was going to win back in 2016. If I just went out and vote and people like me went out and voted, we would have definitely won back in 2016. I mean, just in Florida alone, the amount of um, black voters who did not vote was so detrimental Like, there's a reason why voter suppression exists, because they know the Black vote is such an important field. Like, it's such an important force. So, obviously, um, the far-right party is going to try to suppress our vote as much as they can. I mean, this is even happening now. Like, we vote by mail, even though Donald Trump has voted by mail for elections for years now. He's now saying, oh, vote by mail is not safe. Don't do vote by mail. Or even a lot of um, early voting locations where people can drop off their mail-in ballot, they've, they've shut down. I mean, they're trying so hard to discourage people from voting or just making it so difficult for people to stay safe during this election cycle. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's pretty terrifying. Um, I think as well, it's quite hard for people in the UK sometimes to understand all this sort of early voting and mail voting because it's completely different to uh, what we have in elections. So do you want to maybe explain how that is, uh, how that works in Florida and also in the States more more broadly? Okay, so in in Florida specifically, well, I mean, in across 50 states, Election Day is November 3rd. And it's actually, and I always tell people you can vote November 3rd is the last day to vote. And even if you work that day, it's illegal for your job to not give you an allotted time to go out and vote. But before November 3rd, we have like this early voting period, which is so great for, you know, senior citizens or anyone like that to, or if you're like having a vacation to just go during early voting time. So early voting in Florida starts November 9th, I mean, November, October 19th through November 1st. October 19th through November 1st is early voting. So um, early voting is like from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Only a few locations per area. I always recommend people to do early voting because the lines are shorter. It's to a larger range is, is not like, oh, we only have this one day to vote. Like if everyone voted on one day, we would probably never finish voting ever. So um, definitely recommend people to do early voting. Now with mail-in voting, people get their ballots. We sent them out September 24th. So people are receiving their ballots now. I've received my mail-in ballot and you just fill it out and you can put it right in your mailbox or you can wait till early voting begins and bring your ballot to an early polling location because early vote voting locations, they have a drop box. Um, it's monitored by workers there. So you don't have to worry about people like taking the box or something, but you can um, drop your ballot there at the early polling location. Or um, we have a supervisor of elections office and, uh, per district that you live in that you can drop your ballot off there just to make it easier on the United States Postal Service because as you I mean I don't know if UK knows but the Postal Service here in America is under attack as well by President Trump he has definitely talked about um, defunding the Postal Service so another way to suppress the votes of course 
how they, I mean, it's so blatant how he's trying to suppress people's votes. And I'm so surprised that it's even possible or allowed. But um, yeah, so people who mail in their ballots um, or, and it's, it's a good tool for people who are college students who may go to school out of state. They can get their ballots to their college location, fill it out, and send it back to their home state, which I definitely recommend for people who are from Florida but go to school in maybe like New York or something. New York is a strong Democratic state, never a swing state. Like, no, that is going to be blue. So I always tell people from Florida who go to states like that for college, request a mail-in ballot because your vote in swing states really do matter. Or if you're in a state like Alabama that you know is going to be red, I'm like, listen, um, send your ballot back to Florida because we need those votes. So yeah, that's basically how it works. You can mail in your ballot, early voting, and then election day is like the last day. But I'm a procrastinator, but when it comes to voting, that's the one time I do not procrastinate. And this election cycle, I will be voting in person. But um, I definitely recommend anyone who feels that they're not safe or they just don't want to wait in the lines or anything because I know the lines are going to be hectic because even just now, the amount of people who have voted thus far in other states surpasses 2016. So, I mean, which is great, but if you don't want to just sit there for hours to in the voting lines, definitely vote vote by mail. But I definitely recommend dropping at the drop box at the early polling location because especially in Florida, the postal service is kind of shaky. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mm-hmm. So when in terms of voter suppression, so how is Trump stopping people from voting through this changes to mail voting? Oh, um, I mean, even on the debate, like his closing remarks, he spent his closing remarks not to say, please vote. He he kept on instilling fear in people like, oh, vote by mail is going to be is it's a fraud. It's fake. I've seen ballots in rivers with my they're gonna throw your ballot out 
and stuff like that. Like he, every everyone now is just like so freaked out about mail-in voting. So it's like for those older people or people who are you know compromised who really want to vote by mail are now like questioning it. They're like, oh, should I? And then they're like, but I don't want to vote in person because that's too risky for me. So they end up not voting. And I'm like, this is not how anyone who's presidential should behave. Like, instead of instilling fear in people, you should be hopeful. Like, people should vote the way that best fits them, especially considering Trump has voted by mail for years now. Like, this is nothing new. So I was just like, if it was enough for you to vote by mail, why is it not enough for the the American people? I don't understand that. Especially, like, he should, like, a lot the postal workers enough time so they can work enough hours so they can get these ballots in on time like and postal workers have expressed their concerns and um unfortunately our president shuts them down and doesn't listen to them so like it's really i mean for america to be considered like such a free country and it to see that like we have a leader that <laughs> kind of sounds like a dictator it's frightening to see especially it's so and it's like I know a lot of people say like don't let politics be come between you and your friends and stuff but it's gotten so bad like the way he is and the way his supporters act it's kind of hard not to judge people like Trump has caravans every weekend where his support like in cities across the country they host caravans of just like cars driving through neighborhoods with trump flags and and like blue lives matter flags and like signs that say if you don't like our flag get the f out our country like it's very um obnoxious the way it has become like i've never seen anything like that before in any of the past elections that I've been involved in. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to um, comparing last campaign, 2016 election to this election, um, a lot of people, a lot of sort of different demographics didn't turn out for Hillary in 2016. Um, and you mentioned, you know, there's people like your your sister who will, will turn out to vote in this election. Do you think that Biden will be able to get out the vote of those sorts of people um who didn't vote in 2016 I definitely think so because like I mean the amount of ads the amount of ads that are on tv I mean the amount of billboards that are in the highways like the amount of posts that people like this has been the most like broadcast broadcasted campaign ever like you can't go into Facebook or Twitter or anything to escape this. And the the outlandish things that Trump has said, like, I don't think anyone has ever heard of. Like, they've never heard of a president carry themselves the way he does. So, like, for people who never voted, they're like, okay, this is my time to shine. Like, especially, like, the... A lot of people who have friends who are immigrants, like, now that, like, okay, there's kids in cages, like, that's pulling people out to vote. And um, I know the the Republicans for Biden camp, um, 
group is on fire right now. Like there's so many people who were are registered Republicans and they're like, okay, I can't support Trump or even past Republican presidents like George Bush has endorsed Joe Biden. Um, John McCain, who went against Obama, he passed away, didn't invite Trump to like Trump was not invited to his funeral, but Obama was. And John McCain's wife has endorsed Joe Biden as well. So a lot of like big name Republicans are now saying, okay, like parties should not be treated as sports teams. Like you shouldn't be like, oh, we don't care who represents our party. As long as they're in our party, we're going to support them. Like, no, it should be Americans first. And we're looking out for the best interests of the American people. And unfortunately, Donald Trump is not that candidate. (laughs) So we've, attracted a lot of people from both parties behind Joe Biden like he's really the unity candidate so I really do feel that he's gonna tap into those people who didn't vote into 2016 even my roommate my roommate in college never was registered to vote and she registered to vote just a few days ago I was like you've never and I was so annoyed when I was her roommate because I was like you cannot complaint if you do not vote like as a black woman like Roe versus Wade is on the ballot right now like when RBG passed away like every woman right now should be like okay like so much is at risk so when I saw that my roommate registered to vote she's like okay Tiara like now I understand your frustration now I know I can't sit back I'm like exactly like we didn't get these rights as if it was a given, like people had to fight to get to where we're at. I mean, we're not at the finish line. We still have um, a lot to do, but it's just like people had to fight years to get where we're at. And by November, based on the outcome that can be ripped away from us. And I think a lot of people understand that now they're like, okay, wow, we need to get out and vote. Um, I know back in 2016, we expected Hillary Clinton to have the woman vote, but unfortunately, um, I definitely know seen that white women, a lot of white women carried um Donald Trump. So clearly it's not like, oh, she's a woman, people are gonna vote for her. Like, no, like that wasn't the case back in 2016. Um, and you know, there's still woman for Trump, like that's a big force. I do see that their numbers are going down too. A lot of people based on this last debate, um, a lot of women were like, okay, even though I agree with the things that Trump says, the way he carried himself this past debate was very, um, very mean. So anyone with a little bit of compassion and sympathy like now has been turned off by Trump and is considering voting for Biden or not voting at all. Mm. In terms in terms of the women vote, um, I want to go on to Kamala Harris in a, in a moment. But um, just going back to, to what you were saying about sort of negative campaigning. I mean, a lot of people are fed up of Trump over the past um, few years of his presidency um and a lot of people will be mobilized to now go out and vote but do you think that that negative campaign is enough to get people out or do you think it's almost too late for the democrats and they needed a sort of younger fresher um candidate instead of biden 
I definitely think um, Joe Biden's pick for vice president was a smart choice because Kamala is younger and she is a woman and she's a woman of color. So I definitely think that was a driving force. I think that was probably the driving force of why he picked her because obviously um, Joe Biden is a one term president, most likely. So Kamala being a younger face and a diverse face was definitely a smart choice by him. And I definitely think a lot of women or people of color or immigrants are like, okay, she's a product of immigrant parents. Like they're going to just vote for her just based on her family history. Do do you think that's enough then? Do you think, do you think uh, Kamala will, will balance out all the, um, the white male aspect, if you will, of, of Biden? Do you think it's enough? I mean, nothing is ever enough. <laughs> um, obviously, they need to uh, do what they're doing now. To, like, I definitely think right now, Joe Biden was thinking about pulling back on ads. I'm like, no, like all because unfortunately, President Trump is in the hospital right now. Do not hold back on your ads. Do not hold hold back on um, your campaign trail. Like. President Trump, unfortunately, he knew how serious this pandemic is. He decided to have rallies with people in close proximity. Like, no, like Joe Biden, do what you've been doing. Wear your mask, practice social distancing. Even if you have to have um, press conferences virtually, do that. Like, um, and I definitely think like now people are like, oh, wait, like our president has COVID. Like maybe we should have been taking it seriously. So I definitely think there's another ad that, Joe Biden can come out with like our president knew how serious this was he has put all of you guys at risk um definitely he needs to push that Mm -hmm. yeah because I've seen that um the Biden has suspended his uh negative campaigns campaign ads uh whereas um, Trump hasn't uh, because because of his hospitalization um do you think that's a good idea or do you think that Biden should have just gone gone for it and not suspended any campaigning um i definitely don't think he should suspend the campaigning i mean even if he has to have things virtually he should do that but definitely don't suspend the campaign like we need to use this momentum to the end like early voting starts in like two weeks so we're really on the home stretch i mean comma and pence are having a debate this upcoming week and I mean this probably will be the most broadcasted vice presidential debate ever I mean back in 2016 I don't think a lot of people like were familiar with who Tim Kaine Tim Kaine was and Mike Pence like he's not like a a wow factor like we know like the types of policies he supports and how bad they are but like he's never really talking because Trump has such a big personality you only focus on him but now like Kamala like since she was in the primary race a lot of people know her and like she's our first potentially first woman vice president so, yeah, I, I know a lot of people are didn't even watch the presidential debate. They're literally just waiting for Kamala on stage. So mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. going to be a driving force. 
I know a lot of people in the UK stayed up in the middle because of the time difference, stayed up in the middle of the night to watch the presidential campaigns and we'll be doing the same uh, on the 7th for the, the, the VP debate. Um, what, what do you think sort of Kamala needs to really show there that night? I mean, uh, she's a pros- she was a prosecutor, so she definitely needs to bring up Trump's um, tax returns. I definitely th- think that will be a driving force. His tax returns. Um, since she was in law, like she's she knows the criminal justice system on the back of her hand. She should she should bring up. Trump keeps on saying he's the law and order candidate. This is this is what the criminal justice is about. Criminal justice system is about. She should bring up how in- racial injustices happen within the criminal justice system. She needs to bring up how the criminal justice system was not designed to treat people of color equally. Like the fact that Trump removed racial insensitivity training from the police force. Like I've never, I've never seen such a thing. He said, I removed that training because it makes people hate our country. I'm like, no, that's actually not what it does. It makes people aware of how systemic racism exists. But, you know, Kamala needs to bring up all of that. And the thing is, Joe Biden said he needs law and order that's equal and equitable. So it's not that he was hesitant about saying law and order. It's, it's the fact that Trump never address that there's racial injustices within our criminal justice system yeah i think those would be really really the key things um to see on the seventh and i really hope she uh pulls through um excited to watch um just before we leave you tiara i asked you to to think up of uh an mvp our most valuable progressive before before we go do you want to tell us a bit about who you chose so as you know that it's hispanic heritage month so I wanted to bring up Berta Caceres. She was an environmental indigenous rights activist. She was part of the Lenca indigenous populations of Honduras and grew up loving and respecting the world and its resources. And when the rivers that were spiritually and resourcefully essential to the Lenca people were threatened by corporations and governmental action, she organized a year-long human barricade with protests against the building of the dam she was successful in this attempt and many others and she was awarded the goldman environmental prize back in 2015 so um i know every day in hispanic heritage month i kind of like highlight someone um i definitely try to bring out women because there's a lot of things that women do that we never knew about just like hidden figures when that movie came out i was like i never knew there was a black woman section in nasa like i would have never known like the fact that the man who landed on the moon was thanks to black women like wow so yeah bertha was amazing and um especially considering we have a president who doesn't believe in climate change i think that was an important person to um highlight Today. Yeah, she sounds like an amazing woman, and I'm glad you brought up Hispanic Heritage Month because it's really something that we we don't learn about at all in the UK. Um, so hopefully our listeners will be a bit more educated after after that today. Uh, but Tiara, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to speak to you, and I really hope that the next month or so you 
it's the the campaign goes well and everything goes smoothly um and obviously biden biden wins the election but thank you so much for coming on thank you so much frankie and this is amazing thank you so much for chatting with me Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.